Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The Lord reminded me, He said, What did I say to you when you started camp meeting? I said, Do you have faith seminar? Well, that's strict to teach it in the morning time. In the afternoon, just open to any way the Holy Ghost might lead. The night service is the camp meeting. Now, camp meeting is really, you see, and you don't have camp meeting in your church. You may have a camp meeting type service occasionally, but, but a camp meeting is really just sort of a, a compilation of all of them. Amen. We're coming to get blessed. Hallelujah. Believers are. And we give invitation for the lost, not every night, but we have people say we had a number of folks come because, of course, naturally, most folks are already Christians. But you see, the purpose and the plan of God is something that we're going to have to find out for ourselves. It's not a matter that, uh, that we just can, uh, can make our own plans and then ask God to bless it. Now, He will bless as far as He can. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on the plans, purposes, and pursuits. We get in a habit of doing things religiously that are right, but we do it as a religious right, and it doesn't work. So I said to them, because you know, we had before... Uh, you know, just copying after everybody else, and we had fasted and prayed and have certain fast days and certain prayer nights and all of that before meetings and so on. But you see, even though that may be right, it can become just a ritual with us that we go through, and it don't really amount to anything. And so I said to the congregation, now, I don't want you even to pray about the meeting. We kept announcing it. That's coming up. We're going to do some things the, on, on the last week before the meeting. So don't even pray about the revival that's coming. He said, that's strange, isn't it? I said, don't do it. Don't do it. So we came up to the last Sunday night. We're going to start the revival. Now, remember, it's an evangelistic campaign. We're going to start it the next Sunday night. So on Sunday night, I said to the folks, we're going to have our regular service today. We're going to have our regular prayer meeting. We called it prayer meeting. Read it's a Wednesday night service. We would pray, all right. Close it with prayer, but have Bible study as well. We're going to have our regular service. Then we're going to have a special meeting Thursday night. Now, between now and Thursday, I don't want anybody to fast, uh, unless God told you to about something else, but about the meeting. Don't you fast? Don't you even pray about the revival we're starting next Sunday night? They say, why did you do that? I did that to get people out of religious rut. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. And then I said, we came on Thursday night. And so then I said to them, on Wednesday night. Now, when you come tomorrow night, see, this is an evangelistic meeting. That's our main purpose. We're not coming to worship God. We're not coming to have a believer's meeting. We're not even coming to get blessed ourselves. We're only interested in one thing. That's the loss. You write down somebody's name on a piece of paper that you want to see saved during this meeting. And then if there's somebody, if the, if the, if the husband's, uh, you know, if their wife's not saved, well, put both their names on there. But if one of them is a Christian, just put the one on there. And then if they're backsliders, write their name. And if it's a husband, wife, that's backsliders, write both of them's name on there and put a B on it. We'll know they're backsliders. You pray a little bit different for a backslider than you do a sinner. Don't worry, you knew that or not. But we need to find out. And so I said, then bring their names tomorrow night. Well, it so happened that, and ordinarily it doesn't happen that way down in East Texas, but, but uh, it, it came up a cold spell and actually snowed and sleeted a little bit. 
Well, we're not used to any at all, so folks don't get up. So we didn't have too many, but they came. And so then I took all of them up, just past the offering plate, and got all of them. And so didn't anybody know who brought what? And if somebody brought the same one, when we came to that, we throwed it out because we already prayed about it. And so I said, well, now then, number one, let's pray according to that. Here, this, here's this person's name. If two of you shall agree on earth, well, we're on earth. Here we are. That's touching anything there. See, we didn't have any music. We didn't sing. We didn't worship. That wasn't the purpose of this meeting. This meeting is, is to pray. And so let's agree on this one. They'll be saved during this meeting. And then we claimed it. And then let's thank God for the answer. And once we thank God for the answer, I said, don't, uh, don't pray about that again. If you think about it, just lift your hands and praise God for it, for the answer. And we went down, right down through the list. Some of them we'd agree on, some of them we'd pray different ways about. As the Spirit would direct us, we'd pray in tongues about. And did you know that everybody we prayed about, but two of them were saved in the immediate meeting? And the other two before the end of the year were saved. That we've actually, over the process of time, got 100% results. You see, we got God's plan, God's purpose. We knew what kind of meeting we were having. We knew what we came for. And I remember there was just one. When I left the church, there was one that we had prayed for and agreed on, believed God for, that hadn't come in. But then in the process of time, I was preaching in California and preaching a camp meeting for the Foursquare folks. And these folks weren't Foursquare. But anyway, they came to the camp meeting. And when the meeting was over, a man and his wife, I recognized him because she's a member of our church there. And, and he said, because once in a while, oh, maybe once every six months, he might come on Sunday night. And so he came to me and said, Brother Hagin, I want you to know that I'm your brother now. I've been born again. I said, I heard that you had. See, for the years out, he's born again. They'd moved away, but he's born again. And, and so that made it 100%. I never knew of a prayer meeting that worked that good. Do you? But you see, the thing is, we, we're in line with his plan. Amen? We know what kind of meeting we're having. But see, I think we come a long time. We don't know for sure. Now, you understand this, of course, that in our teaching service, that's the reason we got back to it. The Lord reminded me. He said, what did I say to you when you started camp meeting? I said, do you have faith seminar? Well, that's strict to teach it in the morning time. In the afternoon, just open to any way the Holy Ghost might lead. The night service is the camp meeting. Now, camp meeting is really, you see, and you don't have camp meeting in your church. You may have a camp meeting type service occasionally, but, but a camp meeting is really just sort of a, a compilation of all of them. Amen. We're coming to get blessed. Hallelujah. Believers are. And we give invitation for the lost, not every night, but we have people say we had a number of folks come because, of course, naturally, most folks are already Christians. But you see, the purpose and the plan of God is something that we're going to have to find out for ourselves. It's not a matter that, uh, that we just can, uh, can make our own plans and then ask God to bless you. Now, he will bless as far as he can. Now, did you know that's a reason that many churches never prosper? That's a reason that many ministers never get to where I, I, I'm just repeating words and different things that Jesus said to me. That's a reason many of them never do, as we say, in the natural, get off of the ground. Because, you see, they don't follow God's plan. You see, when the light of God's word comes, that's God's plan for you. You see, when the light comes, the entrance of his words giveth light. Well, that means it reveals God's plan, his plan for church, his plan for people. His plan of redemption. And so the reason that some folks just seem to be sort of blessed to a certain extent, half blessed, 
is because they're just halfway walking in the light of what God has for them. And others just refuse to walk in the light entirely. Well, you know, I know nobody else would do it, but the one preacher, I heard him say it, full gospel, Pentecostal. Another preacher, I was holding a meeting for this other pastor, doing some things a little bit different. And this pastor was talking about this, said, well, my, my members have been coming, but I, I'm just going to stop them. You know, I don't believe in that. This pastor said to him, said, well, it's all in the Bible. All you got to do is just open your Bible. Yeah, he said, Bible or no Bible. Now, you think God's going to bless somebody like that? Bible or no Bible. I'm not in favor of it. I'm in favor of everything the Bible said. Amen. Glory to God. Can you understand why God has blessed some so far? Do you ever notice some moves of God? Waves of blessing come, and that's as far as they go, and the people die on the vine, so to speak. It's because they don't walk on in God's plan, and sometimes the plan that they have is all right for the day, but it's not the full revelation of the Word of God and God's plan, and so the time comes when God has to almost withdraw His presence because they don't walk on in the light. Now, you see, folks have said, and I run into them all the time, and it's and having time passed, that God's not going to use ministers or preachers anymore. He's going to use everybody. Well, he's always used everybody that would let him. I mean, we're going to get the job done. Now, open your Bibles to Ephesians, because the Lord talked to me about this. Open your Bible to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Open your Bibles to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and let's read again. Let's start with the seventh verse. But unto every one of us is grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. See that word measure again? You remember I've been talking about measures? Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts. Remember he said, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And what are these gifts that he gave unto men? And he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, and he gave some evangelists, and he gave some pastors and teachers. Five ministry gifts he mentions here. Now, for what purpose did he give them? All five of them. Now, you see, again, some folks said, well, we've got the, the teacher, and we've got the evangelist and the pastor, but we don't have prophets and apostles. Well, where in the scriptures does it ever say that he took them away? Why didn't he go on and say, now, he gave evangelists and pastors and teachers, because this is many years after that Paul's writing this. I mean, I'm talking about after the beginning of the church. No, he gave these, all five of them, for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. Another translation said, He gave these five full ministries in order to get His holy people ready to serve as workers. Till we all, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, no layman can take the place of one of these gifts. I'm just repeating what the Lord said. Now I'm just reciting to you. I may elaborate on it some. Because He just simply hit the high spot. As he talked to me. No, you see, the, the, the body, everyone in the body is to be a worker, all right. Just like every member of your body, for your body to function normally, should work. 
But unless we have the manifestation, the operation of these ministry gifts, then the saints will never become mature. In other words, they'll never reach the place where they can serve as they should as workers for the work of the ministry. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. This 160-page book will bless your life. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagan, You're Not of This World. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. In March, we're going to be in Fort You're Worth, Texas. You're talking about March already. That's the third March. month of the year. Good Lord. I know. Wow. In March, we're going to be in Texas yeah. once again. Uh, March 6th through the 8th, uh, they're at Abundant Life Family Church. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. In Fort Worth. Yeah. And then we're going to go on down to Waco, Texas. Yeah. That is March 9th through the 11th. We're going to be at Family Worship Center with Pastors Daryl and Kim Price. And you can go online to rhema.org and mm-hmm. get all the service times and all That's the information. Right. Just go there and do that. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on plans, purposes, and pursuits. If you would like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.